Yo, welcome everyone once again to the We Are Gamers series. My name is Champ Tone, aka Psychosis, a gamer with a passion for Jesus and gaming. And it is a true pleasure once again to grace your space this day, wherever you're at, on whatever you're listening to. Today we will be continuing these 1v1 great series that we have with our gamer friends, just showcasing who they are as, as people, as, as a person. Today I have the honor of introducing probably the best sniper I know who has carried me in multiple games to many victories. Let me introduce Muggle Slayer. Welcome, Muggle. Thank you for having me. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Good night. It's Thursday. Yes. Feeling isn't that good? Excited to be here. Isn't that great? I mean, <laughs> it's like, all right, weekend's coming. <laughs> I know. That's all oh. you have to look forward to as an adult. <laughs> I know, right? All right. <laughs> awesome. So, so if you don't mind, just give us your first name. I usually just do first name because usually you don't want to do first and last. Cause, like IRL? Uh, uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Julissa. And so so I, I know your tag as Muggle Slayer. Is there any other name that you use for your online gamer names? Or are there other other names or, I guess, series of names that you use? So um, my longest uh, gamer, I'm saying the one I've had for the longest is Muggle Slayer. I've had that since like Xbox mm. One days. And um, recently I got into Lost Ark and I got uh, Invader Loom. Merciful Loom. There's a bunch of names, but uh, in the Loom genre. But yeah, usually Muggle Slayer. Nice, nice. So why choose? So why choose those names? What is it about those names that have the meaning for you to 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 choose those or even that series? So for Muggle Slayer, since I I came up with it when I was in my teens, um, and I started playing Halo. Um, so I wanted like an intimidating name. It's not even deep. It's just a nerd <laughs> <laughs> name. And I was a big Harry Potter head. So mm. I was just like Muggle, you know, that's perfect. Mm -hmm, and then I was mm -hmm. like, what's oh, intimidating? And Slayer came out. And, yeah, <laughs> it was like the birth of Muggle Slayer. Nice. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much because that's the name that you try to go with all the time, though, right? Just with yeah. Muggle Slayer and everything. It's usually nice. not taken, but as of recently, mm. it has. I don't know why. Oh, no. Oh no! People are catching on. That's, that's cool. So this this next question though, this is always a tricky one. So if you don't if you don't mind, you can you can actually give the bracket that your age is in. You know, I just like to ask ask, ask our interviewees their their age and and when they started gaming. So if you could just give us your age or age range and when did you actually start gaming? Uh, I'll do the bracket thing. Thirty five to thirty nine. Uh, nice. <laughs> and uh, I started gaming at a very young age. I want to say it was like five. Um, oh, wow. It was the Legend of Zelda, and uh, which uh, it came out a year, a few years prior to that. But yeah, I remember that being my first game. So around five, I want to say. Wow. That's actually probably one of the best games to start with. Not for I know. <laughs> so it taught me a lot in terms of like. Really? What do you maneuvering mean? Because it mm. was just a, to dive into, I guess, the Legend of Zelda instead of like, you know, Super Mario Brothers. I think it was a mm. a pretty mm -hmm. uh, challenge at that age. But I, I watched my sister and my cousins play it all the time. So I kind of just picked it up just watching them. So mm. That's interesting. So, 
Yeah, that actually is interesting. So what was it about video games that that drew you to actually play them? I know you said how you started with Zelda instead of Mario. Usually, usually you're right. It's the other way around. People start with the platformer instead of the RPG-ish puzzle game. So what was it about video games that drew you to play them? So um, I was introduced to video games by like uh, my uncle and my sister and just watching them play all the time, mm-hmm. you know, having that backseat moment. Um, it just mm-hmm. it was always fun to watch. And then uh, at some point they encouraged me to try and it wasn't as scary, you know, um, mm-hmm. as I thought it was going to be. And I just like. I mean, some people say it's silly, but like the immersion that you get, especially at a young age and the stuff that you learn, it's just, it was a great, uh, I don't want to say escape because I feel like uh, video games is a little more than that. Um, mm, what do you mean? More of like, it, it, I would consider it more of like a hobby. Um, mm. And I wouldn't say that all hobbies are escapes, but you enjoy it, but you also progress at your own pace. And it's just a... I feel like it's a part of what you do. And I feel like our generation and later generations um, really took on playing video games and it being okay. It's no longer like a slacker thing or, you know, degenerates mm. do it. It, it. It's a, it's a normal thing to do, I guess. is what it's like. mm, Interesting. That's interesting. You say that though, because that kind of leads me into this next question though, because I know families reactions when we start video games and you did mention your family actually drawing you and saying, Hey, you know, do, do you want to play? Even though I know sometimes because I, even I've done it as with my kids, you just, you, you give them the controller. So they feel like they're playing even mm-hmm. though, even though they're not. And they, they get so excited because the they feel yeah, yeah, right. The broken one that doesn't work <laughs> at all. You give them that one. It's like, oh, yeah, you're playing. Good job. And they, you see, the, you see, see it in their eyes, and they, they seem to get so excited. So, so how was your family's reaction? You know, the majority of your family when you actually started gaming, was it, you know, positive, negative? Did no one care? Or you know, I know there's different. This is always an interesting question. So. So, um, it, there wasn't that much uh, negative. Uh, uh, you know, reactions towards gaming in my family. Mm-hmm. It was just something that, you know, some people watch TV, novelas, some people <laughs> are really active and rather do stuff outdoors. But like I said, my uncle, um, Nintendo came out and he decided to, you know, invest, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and he got us a Nintendo, but, you know, it came in a plastic bag, so who only knows where it came from. But, wow. um, yeah, <laughs> but we got it and it was a big deal and, you know, we all sat down and my mom would even like watch us play and stuff like that. And it did become Mm. like a family pastime from time to time. And because of that, and because it kept me from, you know, uh, going out and maybe like, you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily think I would have been a bad kid, but I felt like, uh, you know, my mom knew where I was when I was playing video games. So she, she wasn't really against it. And Mm. uh, I managed to, balance schoolwork and gaming very mm-hmm. well because for me it was just like something that I, I you know would de-stress with or something like that or something I look forward to later on in the day yeah. so she she really did it it wasn't negative and since my sister was into it as well and my cousins and mm-hmm. you know we would mm-hmm. get together it would keep us together playing and happy and stuff she she wasn't against it most of my family was okay with gaming 
That's interesting. It, it seems like they actually, and and they played with you, right? I mean, from what it sounds like, you guys all played together or took turns and stuff, no? Yeah, we took turns. And my uncle, yeah, he always played with us. And if a new game came out, he would get mm. it for us. And he would play it at first and he would watch <laughs> us play. So, yeah, it was a family thing. In the brown paper bag, just the cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> No, he actually the games he actually purchased, but the the Nintendo came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, hey, here you go. Oh man, that's that's great. Well, it's in, the, this next question though is about is about your personal heritage and cultural background. So you did mention novela, which I know is Spanish for soap operas. So uh, yeah, just give us give us more about your heritage and cultural background. So uh, I come from a, a family of like. Dominican heritage, uh, mm. but I'm first generation, so my parents came here in their in their early teens. So they kind of got into a lot of uh, you know American culture at an early age, like they were 16. Um, oh, so okay. when I came here, and it was in oh, sorry when they came here in the 70s <laughs> and stuff, they just dove right in and you know mm -hmm. um, learned a lot about the cultures and trends and stuff like that. Um, but they kept a lot of their culture, um, mm. intact as, you know, most Hispanic, uh, cultures are like that. They're very good at, uh, mm -hmm. maintaining their cultural identity, but, um, yeah, no, uh, I think it was a good balance of, you know, uh, American culture and learning what mm -hmm. they learned through assimilating, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, and then also, um, still maintaining some of that, uh, like I said, balance and, and mm -hmm. learning about uh, how they grew up and where they come from. So I felt it was a good balance. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. So so with that, with that culture, has there been any positive or negative impact on your personal gaming experience that, that just your culture has had on it at all, if any? No, I mean, I have some like old school like aunts and uncles and stuff that mm -hmm. I, I would say mostly that don't live in the states that might see it negative but I, I just feel like gaming has always been a positive mm -hmm. thing in my family because it doesn't like it, it never led to anything negative or anything like that so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it wasn't like encouraged by everybody it wasn't also like you know shunned or anything it was just you know that's what mm -hmm. they do on their pastime so yeah Gotcha. And I would say, like, in terms of being uh, Latino and, well, Latino, I should say, sorry, and um, <laughs> gaming, like, I, I feel like with gaming, even when you're in voice chat, you're still kind of anonymous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, it was never a factor in gaming for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, in, that's, that's actually interesting to hear. So why do you still play video games now? I mean, you're you're in your past you're in that 30 bracket you know and and <laughs> it seems like it's just been a real positive experience for you so why do you still play video games to this day because you're still actively playing i mean i know this personally because you carried my behind you know the other day in uh in a raid and you know i've seen you i've seen you post your videos on instagram awesome by the way with those sniping i missed those but yeah so why do you why do you still play video games now so I've always found video games fun. I mean, and there were times where I would take breaks in gaming and stuff like that. But um, mm. for the most part, I always felt like, like I said, it, it's my pastime. It's my hobby. So mm -hmm. I think uh, with the 
the gaming uh, trends over the years in terms of the genres, mm. I was into first-person shooters, and because of that, and because there was a like heavy focus on first-person shooters for a long time, and uh, mm -hmm. a lot of other genres kind of went stale for a bit. Um, I think that kept me gaming because I went from first-person shooter to first-person shooter to first-person shooter, so I always had mm -hmm. something. And I think uh, once Overwatch came out a few years ago, um, mm -hmm. and like, I mean, I played Destiny, Crucible, I played Gears, PvP, um, I even played uh, Mass Effect 3, it had an awesome PvP uh, mode, by the way, and I love playing that, so I, I kind of just stuck with it, and like I said, there's there were so many options then not so much now so mm. it kind of kept me in the gaming world and you know from time to time i would play other types of games like you know i played skyrim on mm -hmm. three different platforms i'm sure at this point um <laughs> and fallout nice. and all that so in between when like good games came out i would also mm -hmm. like dive back into that but i was fortunate enough to to have options for first person shooters so i think that kept mm. me engaged and like i said like there's been other like uh, gaming hits out there that that brought me back. So I, I just feel like it's my it's my hobby. I love doing it. I love gaming. Yeah. So and you're you're yeah. So first person shooters are your thing then. Like that seems to be and P, and for not just per, first person shooters but also the PvP aspect. You really like that. I didn't even know Mass Effect had a PvP. Mo I think you're yeah. the one who told me about it, and I was like, what? Mass Effect has great. a PvP mode, and I was the just like, oh, okay. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah, was... Wait, you didn't? So you weren't? Well, no. You did you like Mass Effect? Like, because that was like a big that that game was kind of nuts. It was a big hit, but I know it had the three. It spanned the the three, one, two, and three. It was a trilogy. Yeah. And and I know I think the second one I I thought was a little weak, and the third one, the way it ended, I thought was crazy. Yeah. So you it weren't was... really. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You're... No, 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 go, go, go. I was just going to say, oh. go, you go. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry, saying sorry. anything. I'm new to this. So um, <laughs> I played one and two, loved two. Two was actually my favorite. I mm. I think I prepped like four characters ready for three. And wow. um, when three launched, I took the day off from work. I literally played it straight through. Um, and because <laughs> I had different characters and I knew how, my story progressed in two and one. Mm, mm -hmm. um, there were small things that I found disappointing in three where like it didn't continue or it didn't really matter, which a lot of uh, RPGs do nowadays where your, your supposed like uh, choice yeah. <laughs> is supposed to affect the game, but uh, they tend to tie back in and like, mm. it, it, it's like irrelevant, like it, because you still end up in the same, in the same direction. But I felt like it didn't continue part of the stories based off of your choices from one and two. So that was a little disappointing, but it wasn't a game changer. Mm. But um, at the end of three, um, like you said, there were the three options. And, you know, me and my friends talked about the options we got at the end. And it was all pretty much the same regardless of what we did in two and one and two. Um, yeah. That was a bummer. But I was unfortunate because I played it at launch. So it didn't have the DLC after everyone blew up mm. and, and, and was upset about it. So I was stuck in that like 
part of the game in that story and and i did play the dlc and it did make it better and then eventually i played the remastered mm -hmm. version and i did like it the second time around but i think it was just because i played it at launch which nowadays too you get that sometimes games at launch aren't that great <laughs> so yeah no i hear you yeah it, 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 it was a great series though like i thought it was such a great series so I, overall i i wouldn't even complain about it you want to hear something funny so for mass effect 3 i played i believe it was the extended edition so mm -hmm. there was a fourth ending yeah, that i didn't I even know there was a fourth ending so if you shoot the ai it, it ends the sequence and you get you automatically get the worst ending possible i didn't know that so I was just like, hmm, let me just let me just shoot this thing and see what happens. And the game ended. I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> so here, let's go to this next question then. Oh, this is great, by the way. What is your what is your favorite video game? Your number one video game of all time. And I mean, like this is the game that gives you the feels that you can go back to that you just have no issues with this game at all. Mm. Yeah, it's this one. So I would say, and especially playing it again, it would be Mass Effect 2. Really? Um, of all time? I, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but in terms of like when I first played, I loved one. Mm. Uh, even though it had some faults, like in terms of mechanics, but um, yeah. it was the first of, you know what I mean? It was, it's, it was the first one, so of course that's right. what happened. But I just love two so much. But I would say it is my it's tied because I'm gonna say the game that changed my world and if it was remastered, I would play it forever was Ocarina of Time. That changed my life. Ocarina of Time. Listen, you wanna yeah. hear something crazy? You're probably you have to be probably the, the third or fourth person <laughs> that we've had that has given that game. As their number one game yeah. of all time. Yeah, it, I mean, I I can totally see it though. Like, and it's funny because one of my buddies, we were talking after after the cast was over, and he's like, you know, you know, someone who played Ocarina of Time when they know about the Water Temple. Oh, when... <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> I can speedrun it. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh my, did you? So did did you get stuck on it too the first time? Like, because I know there were a couple people. What, it was the one part where you have to put the, the key in the door, and if you mm -hmm. put the wrong key, that was you had to reset the game. Yep. So um, <laughs> I watched my sister play through, and she hated it. I mean, she's like one of those people that really? hates all water levels in any game. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean... So I watched her, like, bumble through it sometime, like, uh, for a bit. And then um, when it was my playthrough, because, you know, you had your different save files, mm -hmm. Um I just took my time with each part of it yeah. and I developed like a, and I did this for all of Ocarina of Time, like even the timing to get your horse or your sword and stuff like that. I did all of that uh, in mm. sequence. So for the water temple, <laughs> and I, if I were to see it, I, I think I could do it again. You just had to make sure you got the keys in the right order. Right. Uh in the most efficient matter so like i would just literally remember which floors to go to i remember there's one you had to like where the iron boots go down mm -hmm. uh take off the boots and rise into the the second level mm -hmm. grab the key like i remember it all <laughs> um wow. wow you really so, yeah, do. i love that game so much that's so awesome that's a, so you said so you can you can speed run it really have you actually ever timed yourself 
So when I was in college, my sister's coworker, who was mm. another huge uh, Legend of Zelda fan, he said he could beat it within like I think a few hours. And I told him, I think I can beat you. And I I timed myself, and I took I think it took me like maybe a little over an hour and that was just me wow. casually doing it but i knew exactly that my sequence or whatever and stuff so i feel like yeah. uh if i you know walk through the whole game and i try to do it again yeah I, I it was like down to a science my sister was so like amazed by it <laughs> it was my one claim to fame in gaming for my family and friends that's, so yeah that's all i mean and, and any any gamer who has played ocarina of time will agree that that is a heck of a claim to fame. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> we've played it and we understand the frustration of that one level, which, <laughs> which I think is, is so great too. <laughs> so when you, so when you, when you showed him that you were able to beat it so fast, what, what was his response? Was he like upset? Was he like, oh, wow. I mean, because I know sometimes guys can get a little, it depends on the guy, but sometimes they can get a little, uh, you know what I mean? If, if, <laughs> especially if a girl beats him at a video game. <laughs> So I was uh, fortunate enough to have like a lot of cousins that were girls and guys, and mm. uh, now we we had a really good like a uh, good sportsmanship if you want to call it. Like um, mm. we encourage each other, we would hype each other up, and like when someone would beat something, like you know, we would always like cheer and stuff like that. And I nice. have a cousin that's like only three days older than me, and he's like he was my biggest cheerleader in terms of like gaming, like nice. Um, yeah. And I feel like, uh, no, it never got that way. Even like with uh, in past relationships and things, like I've never mm -hmm. experienced that that kind of a uh, mm -hmm. attitude towards like you know a woman being able to game. But I remember um, in the first Halo, mm -hmm. <laughs> for, like the old Xbox days. Uh, do you remember the last level? Yes. With the warthog. Yes. I watched my cousin and my ex-boyfriend play that for hours, and they couldn't do it in what was the the it wasn't legendary mode. Was that le it legendary? The the hardest mode. The hardest mode. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was the hardest mode. But well, it was they, one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they were trying and they couldn't figure it out. And uh, at that point, I'd played Halo a long time with them, mm -hmm. and um, especially <laughs> big team Slayer. So I knew like how the warthog worked. And they let me try it, and I one-shot it. And, like, that's my cousin was uh, there, and he was so... He was just like, that's my cousin! So, yeah, like, I've always had, like... <laughs> nice. I've always had support from both genders. That's, like, it was that, never... That's actually, that's actually pretty awesome, actually. That's good. <laughs> this, so, so this leads us to this next question. What's your one gaming memory that you'll never forget? And this, this doesn't necessarily have to be a good memory. It could be a bad memory. But what's that one gaming moment that you've had, that you've experienced, that you will never forget? I'm going to, you're going to like this answer. I'm going to have to say, <laughs> because it was the biggest challenge and it was the most, because, uh, you know, I played first person shooters and I felt like everyone carried the weight in my group mm. and stuff like that. So everybody mm -hmm. had clutch moments, everybody had ace moments. So that was normal for me and, and, you know, doing campaign on certain games, Halo, Gears mm. of War, everything I played, you know, it, it was always a great achievement with, you know, your group. But I'm mm. going to say the one gaming memory that was the most impactful was the Destiny raid. <laughs> um, and someone Ooh, just told me the other day what it was called. Okay, so I'll explain it to you in my terrible gaming terms. So it's the one where... <laughs> 
there's like a jungle in the middle and like there's i think maybe three or four of the teammates are at the top and then the rest are at the bottom and they're like these hounds that you have to like shine a light beam on yes i know that's um, that's not leviathan i think or it was the first maybe of, of destiny 2 was it or what yeah i think it was leviathan I think it was. Were, go keep going, keep going. No, yeah, no, yeah. you might explain it better. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just trying to, to just figure out the name of it. Keep, keep, keep explaining. Keep explaining. Um. So, and that that was one part of it, and I remember mm -hmm. we struggled with that because you had to communicate entirely, and it was through crappy yes. Xbox One parties, and um, <laughs> I just remember everybody had to play their part, and if you made the slightest mistake, it was over. Right. And um. Then the next part of it, it was the four towers. There were, like, towers and, like, uh, mm -hmm. the boss, the raid boss would appear on, like, the different towers and you had to, like, yes, do different maneuvers. And then it would take you to another place where it was, like, the raid boss was at the end and there were, like, waves of things. And you had to either, I don't know if it was hide behind something or, like, use an ability to make sure you wouldn't get knocked back or you would, like, wipe the... It was just so challenging and it took us hours to do. Yeah, and that one was long. once we complete... I'm telling you, it almost ruined friendships. But once we completed it, <laughs> it was one of the best feelings ever. We all went back to the tower and danced together for, like, another hour and laughed about it and stuff. And I'm going to say that was definitely my biggest, like, gaming moment. Nice, nice. Yeah, that, so... Yeah, I don't I don't remember. That was Destiny 2? Maybe it was one of the first raids, so I want to say it had to be the first raid of 2. Cuz I remember I remember the dogs. Mm -hmm. The dogs and would the be unleashed. Yeah, and you had to so you needed you needed people who were good at clearing ads. Mm -hmm, you you mm -hmm. didn't just need damage. You needed people that Yeah, that raid took I I think I tried it once, and after the first hour, I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm never getting this done." And <laughs> and I've actually seen I've seen my friends stream it at the time, and yeah, Destiny, I think it was Destiny Two, or a video or something. Yeah, that was that was a crazy raid. Wow. So and then you beat that raid, and everyone's celebrating. That's such a <laughs> that's such a good memory. Oh my god! Amazing feeling. Yeah, I never did another Destiny raid after that because it, it it was a lot of time. Like it, we spent hours on it, but that was <laughs> it. Felt so good completing that. <laughs> and it's so crazy, right? Once you get once you actually have an achievement like that, that takes you forever. You you physically are exhausted. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I slept or I mean, I think it took us like six hours. It was it took a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because is that the one with the maze? That there yeah, was a I maze like you had to go through at first. And mm -hmm. it just it just took a lot of time just getting mm -hmm. to the certain points, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you have to deal with the laser dogs and all that. Yeah, right. it, was, it was insane. That, that part I remember. That part was just, I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? This I know. Is <laughs> it improved my comms for sure going forward because you really, really have to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the definitely ads, the one. The ads. <laughs> The ads oh, are no. here. Get the ads. Oh my goodness, that's great. All right, so let's let's go into this next question. That's a great memory, by the way. Thanks. So this next this next uh, this next question is more of a a technical question because you know, hey, we we're gamers, and as a gamer, we we pretty much touch technology a lot because it's part of our hobby, like you said, and it, it's just part of of what we do, you know what I mean? Everything we game on 
is the latest technology is you know stuff that's going forward that's being new so how do you feel the actual evolution of technology has been or impacted on your own personal gaming experience has it been a positive a negative has it been both how do you feel it, it's actually impacted your experience I think absolutely it's had a positive impact. I feel like uh, the evolution of gaming in terms of like technology, graphics, mm, everything, mm. it's amazing. And um, there are so many different types of gaming genres. I feel like there's something for everyone. Um, it just depends on what you like. But um, mm, yeah, uh, I was like I told you, I was watching the Econraid for Lost Ark, and I've never seen even down to the cutscenes, mm. um, a game designed that way. And it was, I feel like it's a, it's leaning towards a beautiful direction, but you do have some negative, negative, like aspects to it, mm. um, with games. Like, I mean, I, I know a few people enjoy it, but in terms of it looking amazing, but not playing well, um, like cyberpunk, <laughs> <laughs> for oh, for example, uh, yeah. or trying to, yeah. <laughs> um, where people where it just relies heavily on not just hype, but mm. it didn't add anything to the gaming world because it was so unfinished. I guess you could say. And um, mm, mm. what was that game? Uh, the Kojima game. I played it for like hours, and it would make me sleepy. But it was great in terms of mechanics. Kojima. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can find oh, it. Oh, I can't. It's like right there. Death on Stranding. The... Death Stranding. Yes. Um, that's the same, but differently. It introduced mechanics that I've never played in 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 a game before, um, and it had mm. so much to do, but mm. it felt really isolating in a way because even though there were some, um, I wouldn't say collaborative, there were some social aspects of the game where you mm. can build a bridge and somebody else could use it, but you would never see that person in that instance. Um, mm. It felt very isolating. And I know that was part of the draw of the game because mm -hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything, but in terms of the story, you are like the lone man. So it was part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to see that if they were to make a, a continuation of it, where there was some kind of collaboration, like mm. that's where I feel like, uh, it's trying to take a game to a completely different level. And so mm -hmm. I wasn't mad at it. It was a well-developed mm -hmm. game and it was complete. It was meant to be the way that it was. Um, but for something like cyberpunk, like I said, like if it just isn't playable at mm -hmm. launch or even let's say, what is it now? A year or two after launch. Um, I think it just seems like <laughs> some stuff. fixed. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a, it was a cash grab. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's one part of it. Um, and then mm. I feel like the rise of gotcha games is a little, I wouldn't say concerning, but, you know, mm. it depending on what you like, because, you know, I like Genshin, I'm not going to lie, even though um, <laughs> I spent hours and, and money on that game. Um, when it came down to, like, actual gameplay, I feel yeah. like I didn't get to do much when mm. I played it. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I mm. hope that we do get, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on gotcha games. Cause I feel like it gives you so much more than games used to, like, you know, you would get a DLC with some skins. It's like that here. You have the option to get as many skins as you want or many characters as you want. Um, right. as much as you're willing to spend, 
but as long as there's actual gameplay, like a game like Lost Ark, where you can do stuff, um, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it. Then again, it's going down that direction where it's, you're just trying to get money. Um, right. So yeah, Which, I hope there's a balance. Yeah, yeah, I I've seen that too. The whole, and it's it's interesting because I played games that were made by gamers, and it's such a different. Gameplay matters so much, and it's hard nowadays, right, to to find that that game that it's all about the gameplay and there's no monetization. Even though, don't get me wrong, games like Lost Ark, I think they've they found a good medium with that, with the whole, you know, hey, we have a lot of cosmetics for you, but then their cosmetics kind of impact your gameplay because they do give you a, a bit more stats, you know what I mean? <laughs> But at the same time, you can play the full game and not have to buy it. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Because, yeah, yeah I, I, to- I totally get that aspect. I get that aspect a lot. And, yeah, gaming has come such a far way, you know, like from... What was your first console? It was, uh, it was Xbox? No, we had a, a Nintendo. I still have my Nintendo yes. and Super Nintendo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the Nintendo in the bag. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> my sister. Oh, one of my cousins had a. Um, uh, what was that weird thing with the joystick? Atari. Yeah, Atari. They had an Atari, and I played that. Mm. But I was too young and I uncoordinated, so um, I kind of didn't really get it but uh mm. i would say nintendo kind of introduced me to game mechanics and I kind that was of really it. that was the beginning the beginning of the legend the <laughs> beginning of the legendary muggle slayer oh man this was this this was amazing this was amazing i i really i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed this all right so we're at we're at our time here and i just want to say thank you thank you for joining us thank you muggle slayer for being a part of this it, it's always a pleasure just our conversations that we have even offline when you know, we're just messing around and stuff like that. It's and 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 you carry very well, and you're you're still the best sniper I know. I'll say that hands down. I've awesome. some of the plays you've made have been amazing. So, thank you I, so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I mean, this was this was really good. This was I was so excited for this. Oh man! All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap things up here. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening. You know, we appreciate you. You are absolutely awesome. Jesus loves you. And ganadora. <laughs>